0: Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. This is the podcast all about learning to live a slower, simpler life in a fast-paced world. My name is Brooke McCallery. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Agreed. Welcome to episode 188. For uh, this month, exploring all the different personalities of learning out there. And we're going to focus this week on collaborative learning.
0: Okay, just to recap, why are we focusing on learning?
1: We want to help people who are frustrated with their slow living journey, mm. that have hit a blockage or a barrier. They just can't seem to break through to realizing slow living gains. So I guess it's all about, yeah, just understanding the different types of learners out there and and acknowledging and identifying with them. Mm,
0: because it's not for lack of information, right? We know that. There is Absolutely. so much information. We live in
1: the knowledge, like information is everywhere. Yes. Absolutely everywhere. It's about how we then, in a practical sense, make that information work for us.
0: Mm. Yeah, Okay. I like that.
1: So collaboration, heap of collaborators out there. Our community is a huge collaborative community.
0: Yeah, it's a resource of collective wisdom, like I mentioned last week. Yeah,
1: it's all about the collective intelligence of this wonderful group. Mm -hmm. So this podcast is, and, and for the listeners of this podcast, this is a form of collaborative learning. You are hearing from Brooke and her guests. And you. Sometimes me, about slow living on a huge scale. So Mm. everyone with their myriad of backgrounds and experience are presenting information every week and everyone as a whole is learning from it.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: But there are other heap of examples of collaborative learning. So online forums, chat rooms, mentoring groups. So the group mentoring that I'm doing at the moment is a, A huge example of collaborative learning.
0: Tapping into the experience of lots of people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And as a personalized learner, as mentioned in in last week's episode, collaborative learning is where I need to look at and work on Mm -hmm. because that's where I'll get the most amount of of gains, if you like.
0: Because as we mentioned last week, personalized learning, like one-on-one mentoring or coaching is a finite resource. Absolutely. Not easy to do. Really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Expensive in different ways. I
1: need to scale up bring more people into my sphere of learning. So it's not so demanding on resources, okay. time and energy and money.
0: So for someone who is maybe a personalized learner or really does benefit from collaboration with people, what are things they can do in terms of slow living that will help propel them? Like things like an accountability partner or an accountability group. What else? Yeah,
1: it's just being more active in your community. So it might be Reaching out, whether it's online or organizing face-to-face, mm-hmm. you know, discussions with people. You know, our live monthly Patreon calls are a great example of collaborative yeah. learning. So that's real genuine two-way communication. I mean, people are writing in their questions. Well, our our hostfuls, that's collaborative mm-hmm. learning. Okay. Yeah. And and some form of personalized learning in there as well.
0: Well, I think that's where it's it bridges mm. the gap really nicely for yeah. people who do want to be able to ask personalized questions and get personalized answers, but to do it in a maybe a scaled up sort of way is is really helpful.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, so joining a meditation class, a yep. yoga class, something like that, perhaps a like a walking group or a club of some description, anything that you can tap into. Right, in a group setting. In a group setting. And then, of course, you take your learnings away and apply them.
1: And it might be about setting up face-to-face community for, like it's setting up your own collaborative learning experience. Finding a mate
0: who wants to learn something and doing it together. You know, let's say you want to learn how to ferment. Then watch a few YouTube tutorials with a friend, get together in the kitchen one Sunday and give it a go. You know, things like that are, are really, I think, fun And collaborative and community minded way of learning. Yeah. But you're also doing in the learning, which for me is key.
1: Now, something that you've recently signed up to for a collaborative learning experience is your land care or bush care
0: Mm -hmm. volunteer
1: group. Yeah. so So that's something that you identify as what you really wanted to do. And I think you might identify with informal learning, which is next week's episode. But that collaborative learning experience will help you tremendously.
0: It just taps into so many things that I want to do that I couldn't possibly do by myself, but there was no point in me sitting at home going, geez, I wish I knew more about the environment we lived in. Like, okay, what are you going to do about it? Great, there's, this, there's actually this group of people who know heaps about it and they need help. Why don't you go and help them? And for me that's an exciting thing to be a part of because I get to help, sure, but I also get to learn more and learn better Again, by doing, and for me, that is the key. None of this personalised or collaborative or informal learning makes one iota of difference until I start doing. Correct. Yeah.
1: Another collaborative learning area is also th- being involved in things like TULO. Yeah, okay. So that, that in essence, is a big collaboration project Absolutely. that is based in a community and they're all helping one another out. So. It can be not just slow living, it, it extends to to everything, I guess. But again, looking at the key takeout for this week, it's about if you identify as a collaborative learner, perhaps look at other forms of learning to complement it. Because I guess the, the barrier for a, a collaborative learner is that they are getting so much information, they'll get information overload. And then it's then a matter of, okay, what actually is going to work best for me?
0: But I think they're missing a step if that's the case. If you're a collaborative learner and you're just absorbing information, then there's something missing, which is the actual collaboration. It's the getting in and talking to a group of people or doing something in a group setting. I think that's the missing link. So if you do find yourself inspired to action by other people or sitting around with a like-minded group, then do more of that. Find find a Facebook group that, that is in keeping with the way you want to do something, find a class, find a club, find a community group and get even just slightly involved. I get it. Like I'm an introvert, but I also quite enjoy collaborative learning. So it's a matter of pushing yourself just that little bit out of that comfort zone and the benefits, the gains are going to be huge. Yeah, agree. Yeah, that's
1: really interesting. Putting the overlaying your personality stereotypes <laughs> as well, because yeah, collaborative learners, I think for the majority would be ext- extroverts for sure. I don't know. Yeah, because they like being with other people and 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 sharing information.
0: Mm. Again, I think it, it is a balance of all three. Like trying to yeah. strike some kind of some kind of balance between all three. But yeah, I think it's it's putting it back on ourselves again to identify how we best learn and then do something with it. Not just know that because, again, the learning is the doing, not the knowing.
1: Mm. Learning is the doing, not the knowing.
0: Mm. Print it. Print it. (laughs) We trust you enjoyed
1: today's episode. Come back next week to learn about informal learners. Enjoy your week.
0: Have a good one.
1: That? Hi puck pass We are for this month exploring all the dips or <sighs> <all> the dicks. <laughs>